Welcome to episode 74 of the Hang With Coach Noonan podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by two former athletes of mine, Bethany Gonzalez and Robin Silgetto. Both of these ladies were powerlifters for me during my time at Santa Gertrudis Academy High School in Kingsville. In the episode, we talk about their journeys into and through the iron sport and strength training, as well as the differences from lifting in high school to where they are now. We also talk about the need for strength training, what it means to be a strong female, and a few other topics. You can find Bethany and follow her training and career on Instagram at beastmode underscore Bethany G and Robin on her Instagram at Robin Swole. Enjoy today's episode and let's jump into it. On today's episode of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast, I'm trying something a little different, trying something unique. Uh, we're always trying to gain perspective, not just from coaches, uh, but also from student athletes as well. So tonight I'm joined by lovely young ladies who I had the honor and privilege to coach. Um, I'm going to ask each of them to do a quick intro of who they are, and then uh, we'll get into the actual episode. Uh, Bethany, if you'll introduce yourself first. Okay. Hi, I'm Bethany Gonzalez. I am currently attending Texas A&M Kingsville, pursuing a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Robin? Um, hi, I'm Robin. I'm a Twitch streamer on the side and at the same time going to be going to school at Tamuk. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining me tonight. Um, when I, when I had this idea, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to be open to it. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that you were open to it and are open to it. <clears throat> so what we want to do tonight is talk about strength training, particularly in, from the female perspective. Um, you know, more and more it's become, you know, just part of mainstream culture, at least for sure on social media. Um, you know, I think for the longest, uh, for me growing up, you know, you didn't see ladies strength training the way you see them doing it now. A lot of it was all focused on the bodybuilding side of things. You didn't hear as much regarding powerlifting or even uh, strong woman competitions. But now, you know, you see uh, the Steffi Cohens of the world, um, Kristen Grahams and other amazing uh, female strength athletes just uh, putting up awesome numbers and doing a lot of great things, as well as being advocates for uh, the iron sports in general. So I'm going to pose this first to you, Bethany. What is it about, you know, <clears throat> lifting in general, um, not necessarily specific to powerlifting, but just in general that um, has, has given you or has, um, provided you with some kind of um, positive outcome? Powerlifting for me, I started freshman year. Um, I didn't really want to do it because I'd heard about it. And I was like, oh, no, that's like way too crazy for me. Little did I know after I got under the bar for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing it since then. But I just really like that it's very it's a very individual sport like you take yourself where you want to go yes you're on a team but at the end of the day when you step on the platform it's just you and the bar you have like you, you have to create your own path you know so you achieve what you want to achieve you don't really have to depend on anybody else but yourself and it just it's a rewarding feeling when you're going up to a bar and you're like oh my god like i'm not gonna get this and then you get it and it's like oh it just keeps you want to go more and more and more so i just feel like it pushes you to push past your limits and yeah it's just a really good sport it's it's good for you it, it's beneficial in all ways in my opinion so yeah. yeah and robin what about you um going along with what she said being a um an individual sport of course coming from track you kind of have that mentality <clears throat> and to keep pushing yourself uh one thing i really like about it is that there's a lot of different aspects that go around in your life that are needed to take into consideration to be able to 
do well and perform as you would like to. Yeah. So Bethany, you mentioned the first time you got into powerlifting was your freshman year. Um, you know, as you progressed through your four years of high school, you know, anytime you go uh, and, and you put yourself out there in whatever competition or whatever it is, you know, you have your ups and downs, but you know, what are some of your most memorable accomplishments um, from, from powerlifting in high school? Um, first one, I made it to regionals all four years of high school, which was very, uh, very motivating. I think, I think that was even a record at, at I'm not mistaken in my high school. Like I was the first person to do that, but um also my bench my bench really grew I was actually trying to reach a record I got to 280 on bench which was like very impressive because in my weight class super heavyweights it's really not you really don't see a lot of big benches until you get to like regionals and state it's always like heavy squats and deadlifts not really necessarily bench but also the first time I got four plates I think it was junior year I believe and so it took me a really long time to get to 405 on squat and deadlift. And so now I'm really blessed to say that I can rep that now. But at the time, it was really hard to get to that. Because, I mean, all, all of us know on here, all of us are like, when you get to, to like a plateau, you're like, oh, my God, how am I going to break through this? But also when I went to state my junior year, that was really memorable. I got to meet a lot of good athletes. And yeah, I think that's all I can remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Robin, you got into powerlifting a little bit later. Um, you started your junior year. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then you had an unconventional senior year um, in terms of how you s continued lifting. So talk us through some things that, uh, as far as your accomplishments that, uh, that really have helped kind of keep you going. Okay, well, to start, um, it kind of started junior year. It was like regional qualifying. That one last deadlift I needed to qualify, I didn't quite get it. And um, all of summer, like that's that's what it stuck in my head. <laughs> and it kind of just pushed me to that point. And then, you know, the senior year thing came and I was like, okay, well, you know, kind of just, I was still just training for my senior year to be able to get to stay in all that. And then as it got closer, you know, things came up and it's like, OK, well, my second best thing is uh, competing in USAPO. And I kind of just went into that using the same motivation. Of course, it's, it's a lot different going from equipped to raw. It was really honestly more mentally challenging. <laughs> but yeah. You know, and that's interesting that you bring up that transition, you know, from high school and, and the amount of equipped uh, lifting that we do at the high school level into USAPL, um, you know, and that's something that, that you've continued with. Now, Bethany, you're, you're in college and you're lifting in college. So what have been some of the biggest adjustments from going to high school, from high school going into college uh, that you've had to kind of understand and work around? Um, the commands are a little, there's one extra command that we don't have in high school. It's on bench press. So actually in high school, you're able to unrack the weight on bench and just go down. Then they say, you know, press, rack. Actually in USAPL, they have to say start, press, rack. So that's been like my number one like enemy right now because I just love to unrack it and start going at it. But other than that, just the time management of like knowing when to live because you have team practices and then you have we have team practices and then we're like in individual groups like based on strength so then you have strength practices and then on top of trying to get powerlifting recognized as an actual sport because right now it's not really a sport it's a club so we're trying to get to that point where like we're considered like a, like football is like an actual sport but other than that just trying to like <laughs> make a name for myself like I did in high school and college it's very interesting very tough but it's very intimidating too because there's a lot of girls that are smaller than me that are like lifting away more than me and it's like 
how the heck do you do that? But other than that, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Robin, what was for you when you switched over, what was something that, that after your junior year that you were like, Oh my gosh, this is very different or, okay, it's not so bad. It's, it's, you know, outside of just, like you said, going from equipped to, to raw. Um, one thing that was really hard, of course, like I always had my equipped numbers in my head and like, I don't know, first starting out, I guess it didn't really click that obviously like equipped adds a lot more than your actual strength. So going from those big numbers and then like, wow, like this is my actual strength. It was just really hard hitting and at the same time, it pushed me so much more to get to those numbers and then raw. Like, it's so much more, um, what's the word? Satisfying, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times you wonder, when you know, at, at these high school meets, right, um, we see these big numbers, both on the girls' and the guys' side. You know, you always wonder, well, how truly strong are they without – the wraps or without the bench shirt or without the squat suit, you know, it's when you're just, it's you, the bar and the weights, you know, that the truer tests of strength, that's a, you know, that that's a bigger telltale. Um, like what you were saying, Bethany, about how people smaller than you uh, are lifting as much or more than you, right. You know, there's uh, hundreds of guys that are half my size and I'm, I'm 280 pounds and I'm, you know, struggling to get the 500 squat and deadlift yet they're pulling six, 700 pounds or, or they're, they're repping 500, uh, like it's nothing, you know? Um, and, and that's the, that's the mental side that you guys have both talked about is, uh, you know, you can't be so wrapped up in what somebody else is doing because like you said, it's an individual sport at the end of the day, it's you versus the bar. And it, it doesn't matter what someone else does uh, until you do what you got to do. Right. In terms of where you're at in the competition and how you're ranked and all that. Cause if you don't get the weight, then it's, then it doesn't matter what somebody else does because you didn't get the weight. But when you get the weight, then you can start worrying about, what is somebody else doing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's also hard because, like, I didn't know I wasn't very like educated and like <laughs> on like college lifting. I didn't even know that they use kilos and not pounds, and that's very different kilos. and confusing for me yeah. because, like, in pounds, like four hundred five is four plates, but in kilos, it's like probably like what three plates like I don't know there's no kilos on my gym so I really haven't ever lifted with kilos before like ever so like it's very confusing but yeah well us as 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 the the rest of the world says silly Americans you know we adopted the the pounds and anything non-metric and non uh simple based in in um multiples and things of tens we decided to go be different and go in terms of fives and halves and all that uh you know it does make like you said it does make it challenging um you know and the way in which uh kilo plates are are designed creates a different lifting experience comparative to you know your american standard um cast iron or concrete or or bumper plate um, and the way that the weight is dispersed, whether it's across your back, across the floor, uh, across your chest in a bench press. So I'm going to ask you first, Robin, that motivating factor for you being the last regional qualifier meet your junior year, motivating you into your, uh, into your senior year. And, you know, for me as a, as, as your coach, that's, you know, I, I remember that moment. Um, uh, it's one of those things that lives in me that I hope to never have to have another athlete, you know, relive it in some capacity where 
you just you want anything and everything to go well and right and you know sometimes it just it just doesn't happen it's not necessarily meant to be and then other things happen outside of your control that uh that you wish wouldn't have come into play um but what recently has been kind of a, a setback for you that that has taught you um you know how to overcome adversity like it's kind of like it happens you know, and it sucks, but like, you got to move on. Being stuck on it for so long is just going to hurt you more in the long run. It's kind of just like, it take the hit and just keep going. That's really one of the hardest parts. Like this uh, past weekend, um, I went to T Nationals and I didn't make weight. <laughs> so that was kind of like, like I went all the way out there and didn't even get to lift. And it was kind of like at that point, you know, like, like whatever I missed weight and, but I still went and I maxed out in the warm up room, kind of just like roll with the punches. <laughs> yeah. Bethany for you. Um, I don't know how often you think about uh, your senior year and missing out qualifying for state. You know, we were, we were able to get the regional meet in, right before uh, the March, you know, 2020 lockdowns started happening and everything started getting shut down. Uh, but that's one of those things where for me as a coach, like I feel like I should have done, I should have made a better judgment call ahead of the, ahead of it. And, and, you know, we should have, we should have started a little bit lighter on the bench press, but then we get there and we had this whole ordeal about the boxes and, they didn't want to use the boxes and back and forth. And there was just, there was external things that came into play as well. Um, you know, so what, what's been something for you uh, that's, that's kind of helped you learn how to better deal with adversity uh, because ultimately it's always going to happen when you're lifting. You're right. You talked about earlier hitting a plateau, but so sometimes you don't hit a plateau. You just hit a brick wall. Yeah. Um. Well, I have to remember that that day, I I take responsibility for that day too because I feel like we both should have kind of been like, okay, you know, let let's you know, because you always go like super light on the first weight, and then you you go up. But I had to realize at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't in the cards for me. I probably wouldn't have had like for some reason it it didn't happen. So I just have to remember that you know. That was high school. I'm in college now. There's bigger and better things to wait for me. But um, yeah, I just have to, I think about that moment a lot. And it actually, you know, it took me a while to be able to talk about it and not get so emotional because like, you know, we were both there that day. I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I was not in the, in a good place. But um, now every time I think about it, it's just like, you know how you said earlier, like we want to do everything possible to not, be in that situation at least like strength wise at least be able to like so I push myself mentally more now so if I'm like doing five by fives and it's with like a really heavy weight on squat and like the depth is getting me I'll like I'll feel it in my legs and I'll be burning and burning but you know what it's like okay remember that bench that you couldn't push through for some reason like you you know you just couldn't do it like I just keep that moment in my head and it makes me push myself harder and harder and harder and yeah that's I love that. And I love you, you know, being real about um, both of you being real about these moments of, of unfortunate um, and, and learning how to not necessarily dwell on them um, and then you know, turn them into something positive uh, and, and, you know, continuing to set yourself up for, for better. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, we've been talking, you know, specifically about you guys and, and, you know, your kind of your journey through the iron sport where you are now. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, the, the coaching side of things, um, you know, for, for you guys, you've, you've had an opportunity to experience a lot of different coaches. Uh, you know, Robin, you, you've experienced uh, online coaches as well as, you know, physical in person I think Bethany, for you, the majority of your coaches have always been physically present. Um, so Bethany, I'll start with you. 
you know, just think back to all your coaches past and current. What is it been, you know, the, the most consistent things where you feel like these are been your best coaches or these characteristics would make a great coach just overall in general? Um, I think with all, no, I know, I don't think I know all the coaches that I've had, I've been able to establish like a personal connection with them. And I feel like that's important because powerlifting is a very like rush thing. There has to be trust for your coach to like, you know, meets are crazy. Like maybe not now because of the pandemic and everything, but before, like we've all seen, like, you know, I've seen you running back and forth, sweat dripping down your head. It's a lot. So like, it's important for you to have trust in your coach and know that they're going to be there. And also knowing that your coach is putting the same effort and time into your goals as you are. It's always important like for y'all to be on the same page. Like, I don't think a coach should ever be like, Oh, I don't think you can do that. I think they should always be like, you know what? You think you can do that? I believe in you. Let's do it. Yeah. But you also want them to be honest with you though. Right. Like to tell you, you don't think you can do that, but maybe give you a more, explained as to why not yeah kind of like realistic but but supportive at the same time right robin for you what are some characteristics that make a good coach uh for me a good powerlifting coach would have experience a lot of caring for the athletes uh that's well diverse i feel like I don't want to rant, but like I've I've dealt with coaches get that kind of uh, show a little more favoritism towards one and another athlete isn't getting the same. Um, uh, what's the word? No, they're not getting the same attention. Yeah, same attention, and it's just like being on that side. It's really degrading and mentally just um, puts you back, feeling like you're not good enough to be their top you know what I mean I just feel like that is definitely something that needs to be up there uh someone that understands the programming and strength training in general having good communications and you know being truthful with where you're at and where you can be um those would probably be my top do you need a rant about anything else? You're free. <laughs> that, that was it. That just it, it gets to me. It's, it's true though. Like you know, as yeah. an athlete, you want to be like equally supported, especially like in your like with your self confidence. You're like, oh, I don't think I could do it. Sometimes yeah. you need an extra push. You know, exactly. And having like a coach that's supposed to be there for you. And, you know, kind of help you through everything, like just kind of being abandoned like that is just really messed up. I hope you guys never felt that way about me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't be on this podcast if you felt that way, unless you just felt like you needed to get that off your chest towards me. But that's OK. <laughs> no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the time that I was able to spend with both of y'all because it was similar right we're, we're all doing the same programming and we're all doing the same lifting and whatnot but how we approached everything was was different right you know bethany by the time you were a senior you were the most experienced person in the in the room aside from the coach themselves right you had already been doing that for, for yeah. going on four years so you got to assume more of a assistant coach role um Whereas Robin was was the was one of the newbies, um, so she she required a little bit more attention just in the simple fact of you don't want to just throw them to the wolves or throw them in the fire and say yeah good luck, um, you know. So so talk about Bethany, what it was like for you to kind of have that assistant coach role because you know you were also heavily involved in band and you were a, a drum major, so you kind of always had these leadership roles. Um, so what was it that kind of helped prepare you for something like that responsibility that just seemingly got thrust upon you your senior year? Um, I've always been one to be like extra wisdom, like if that makes sense. I just, for some reason, I just love to be able to 
help people and like inspire people motivate people and even in band like for some reason everybody would always be like oh go to bethany like even if i wasn't you know if i wasn't a drum major i was section leader or i was head di or you know assistant drum major or whatever it was whatever it would be but i just always like if i if i can help somebody i will help somebody and i really enjoyed being like an assistant coach the only part that i didn't enjoy was you know not being able to wrap somebody in time that was really hurtful <laughs> and I feel like you know you told me you know well now you know like you have to be able to manage your time correctly and it, it to this day it still hurts me I'm like oh my god because it's just like you know people don't really understand the pressure that coaches are under sometimes especially in powerlifting it's, it's a lot especially if you don't have like an assistant coach that is experienced as much as you are <laughs> it's it's difficult but yeah I liked it though I liked that you know the team knew that they were able to depend on me yeah for you Robin you know I don't know how much you realize you know the 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 impact that you have on other people and and through your training um you know but what does it kind of mean to you when when you get that acknowledgement from other people about what you're doing and you think back to where you started and your career is much shorter than, than everybody else's, but you know, you've also been able to kind of seemingly fast track uh, into some big numbers. I do think that that had a lot to do with where you were strength wise coming from track. Cause you were a hurdler in track. So you already had to have strong legs to go mm-hmm. forward, but then you also have to propel yourself up and over. So you already had to have base strength to do that. And then you just dedicate more time to lifting. So, so talk me through some of that. Um, so like getting the positive message messages, um, from my platform, kind of like helping them get into lifting as well. It's really, it, it makes me happy and I'm glad that I can help in that way it's really crazy. You know, I, I have these memories in my Snapchat, like it's my old, old lifts. And I'm like, Oh my God, my form is so ugly. (laughs) It's, it's so crazy looking back where I started and where I am now. And it's, it's just been such a journey and how many different things have been broken down, you know, form wise and all that fixing everything. But yeah, (laughs) it's just a lot it's insane how much can change within a year yeah do you ever consider or how much does how much do you spend if any in terms of part of your training back on the track whether it's running sprints or just doing hurdle work (laughs) i have not touched a hurdle since junior year after right before COVID and I don't do any cardio at all anymore. <laughs> mm. I, I think there's somebody that sent you something the other day about doing some work, particularly <laughs> with sleds. Oh, that was me. <laughs> right. How many times do I see yeah. stuff about cardio, Bethany? A lot. A and lot. what kind of cardio, and what kind of cardio do I tell you to do? Well, it's not necessarily like it's always has something to do with weights. <laughs> it's like there's always weights involved. I don't remember exactly what type of cardio, but it's like sleds. I think probably it's sleds just, it's, or it's something else. Just that, yeah. I mean, I do the stair stepper occasionally, like to finish off a leg day. Yeah, but other than that, I don't really. I sweat enough. I feel like I don't need to do. <laughs> well, so so for me in my training my cardio is typically either short sprints, jump ropes, or, or some kind of incorporation of, of carries, uh, or loaded walks. Um, and the reason I do that is it's going to, it's going to give me greater benefit to my lifts than what, than just going and jogging the track or, uh, running mileage. Um, now walking ultimately is one of the greater things period, because it does help, uh, you know, in your cardiovascular, 
your breathing. Uh, but you can also just think about a lot of things when you're walking. Um, you know, so for those young people that might be listening, I would advise you to incorporate some cardio into your training, but it make it cardio that you will enjoy. Uh, don't make it as part of a punishment. Obviously, weight management is a big factor in, in the in the iron sport of powerlifting. Um but, um, you know, it shouldn't be something that uh, is dreaded. Um, you know, it's, it's part of find a way to make cardio a little bit more beneficial. Um, you know, I, like I said, I love uh, frame carries, farmer's walks, um, zerker carries. Uh, involving the sled is going to continue to improve uh, your leg strength. Um you know, the, on the other side, and the reason I, I asked you, Robin, if you do any hurdle work is the other big thing that I, that I send you guys a lot of is what? Uh, ab work, guys? I don't send I you don't know. ab work. I remember a few times. Do I look like I send you ab work? No. I thought I remembered. No. Um, the word starts with an M. With an M, okay. Um, <laughs> mobility. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. God! I'm such a good educated guesser. <laughs> mobility, right? So, so when I when I talk about mobility, when I say the word mobility, what comes to mind? I don't know. I guess like flexibility, being able to get because, like, well, particularly in squat, I, I, you know. I think junior year, I had an issue, like, my hips weren't, you know, having it, so, like, I had to really, you had me do, like, I, I think banded stuff, or, like, you know, like, sidewalks or something like that, try mm -hmm. to, like, loosen up, but, yeah, I think just joint health and mobility is just, it's very important yeah. in lifting, like, more important than you realize, because, like, if you can't move properly, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, the deal with joint, with, with, mobility and flexibility is mobility is the, is the ability to is, is movement ability, right? Flexibility is just, it's just being able to bend and reach a certain uh, point, right? Um, that flexibility comes more from the stretching of things, whereas mobility comes from those joint and that movement, right? So we want to have um, mobile ankles, we want to have mobile knees. We want to have mobile hips and shoulders. Um, incorporating mobility into your routines, into your programming is, is very important. Um, you know, so that's, that's why I brought up about, you know, have you touched a hurdle? Um, just going through your normal hurdle work, you know, pre-race that you would do as part of your warm-up, Robin, is, is a great one. Um, you know, even if you don't have hurdles mm -hmm. at your disposal, but but using like a chair or just some kind of object that, that requires uh, you to push your range of motion. Um, Cause like you said, Bethany, ultimately, right. You, you gotta be able to move so you don't hurt yourself. Um, you know, freak injuries occur, uh, but more often uh, they're going to be uh, mismanagement of load, meaning you have probably too much weight uh, or you, you have a, a body impingement you know, where you can't get to a certain point because your body is not um, mobile or fluid in that area. So as far as training goes, you know, what is, uh, obviously, we, I think we said cardio is our least favorite. So let's go, to, let's go to the positive side. Robin, what's your favorite part of training? Um, currently... Just training in general right now, not favorite lift. We'll ask that here in a second. Um, like just overall. Yeah. Um, the accessories, like doing a, a main lift and then having accessories to look forward to just really, I, I have like this drive for a pump that I, it <laughs> eagers me and it's just something to look forward to. There you go. Bethany, what do you like about uh, training in general? Um, I love to 
well especially right now i just love to get a good sweat on like she said get a good pump the auxiliary sometimes can be harder than the actual lift itself which is weird like you can be so super strong on squat and then you get to hack squat and you're like oh my god i can't like i can't like we just got this new v squat at the gym dude the next day i felt it trust me i almost fell on it because i didn't know how to rack it properly and i thought i racked it and i basically did another squat trying to like get it up to rack it again but yeah i just like the burn and like you feel so good the next day you feel so buff and muscular and it's just it's just great yeah i feel healthy like if i don't go to the gym i feel very like sluggish but i just like being active there you go all right so i'll ask you these two questions each um and you can be as brutally honest or fictitious as you want um of the big three since we since we're all power lifters um you know, Bethany, I'll start with you. What's your favorite of the big three and what's your least favorite of the big three? My favorite is deadlift, probably. Only because lately I've been like really struggling with it and it's just so rewarding to stand up with it without hitching it. Cause like you have to be very careful that we deadlift, but I feel like deadlift overall is just a very alpha type lift. And I always feel so good doing it, even though my lower back is like in pain or whatever but i like it my least favorite would probably have to be squat only because the depth is really hard sometimes to, to get like i feel like i'm going a good depth and then i look at the video and it's like what the heck so i have to do it again and i just take it takes leg days take more energy for me than like any other day yeah robin for you uh my favorite is gonna be deadlift mainly because I feel like I've I've nailed my form on deadlift over the past few months, and it's kind of just my most confident. Uh, my least favorite is as well going to be squat. I feel like I have super long legs, and it depth is not a problem for me, but it's a problem that I go so low and I kind of sink it in that it's... It, <sighs> It's hurting me more than it's helping me. And uh, yeah, it kind of just makes me hate it. (laughs) Well, because sometimes like at the bottom, you start standing up with your butt, but then your butt stops and you have to fight it with your back. (laughs) And it makes it really hard sometimes. It's just like, dude, (laughs) it's stressful. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you know, a good coach comes in and we, we work on, uh, finer point details on on how to improve you know your squat and your mechanics um you know and but it comes back to that that lovely m word of mobility as well you can't escape it but you know I, it's funny that both of y'all said deadlift um and i'm not surprised by either of those answers and i'm not surprised by why you both said squat um <laughs> I think for me, I actually like squat more than deadlift. Uh, but I think that's because deadlift for me has been a, a struggle. Uh, so I would put it as my least favorite. Um, I've not progressed as much uh, since December when, uh, when I really trained it um, as I have in squat. Uh, however, I have been able to do better and move lesser weight that used to be heavy for me has moved better. Um, and, 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 ha- and I've been able to clean up some technique issues. Uh, the other thing I was able to do recently was uh, hook grip 315 for one. Uh, and that's, I mean, I've, I've only recently started to dabble in hook grip. Um, and luckily my thumbs didn't get shaved off. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging for sure. I've been told to try hook grip only because I don't like, I don't really like mixed grip anymore only because I can feel it that I'm a little imbalanced because I've always hooked with my left. So my left bicep is bigger than my right one. And I feel like my lats are off kind of, and I don't really like that. And I don't really want to use straps either. Cause I don't want to get accustomed using straps. 
but hook grip is very I don't know it hurt and I only did it with like 225 and I was like okay yeah I'm not gonna do it but Robin you do hook grip though right yes it oh if whenever I first learned it it was such a pain I think I remember talking to you about it Noonan it, it was such a struggle yeah and yeah first learning it it does mess with your lats a lot that was one thing I learned my back was always some way sore and kind of just getting used to that different uh, muscle uh, <laughs> another word activation activation Act- yes yeah. activation <clears throat> yeah no doubt and you know but it's one of those things where it's it's once you understand it and, and you understand why it's a more secure grip because um, like you said bethany I, I i still tend to mix grip um when i'm not using straps or i know i'm at a weight where i, I don't feel strong enough to hook grip it um, but I, I, it's, it takes more conscious effort to ensure that I'm turning elbows in the direction they need to go in order to ensure that my lats are, are both firing all the way. Um, and that can be taxing, uh, for sure. So uh, all right, so I'm going to get you guys out of here on just a few more questions. Um, you know, the, the biggest deal, uh, I guess we, we haven't talked about it as much, uh, is where do you want to see, not necessarily just powerlifting in general, but just, um, you know, strength training for females, where do you want to see that grow to in the future? Uh, Bethany, I'll let you go first. Um, kind of adding on to what you said earlier, um, everybody knows about strong men, and there are strong women, but it's not as advertised, I guess, as strong men. So in the future, I would like to see it, I guess, be taken more seriously because there are a lot of like strong girls out there. I wouldn't even mind like trying to dabble in it a little bit when I get older, but yeah, and, and in powerlifting, just, I guess, because there's a lot of people that, like, hate on the, like, 97s and the 105s, but those are the girls sometimes that they're, like, dude, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen one, like, <laughs> we've all lifted with one, and, like, you go, and they're, like, oh, like, she's not gonna be able to lift anything, and they go, and they're lifting, like, four plates, like, almost what you're lifting, it's, like, it's really impressive, so I just want girls to continue, well, women in general, just to continue pushing, and, like, breaking those barriers because like we can do just as much as men can do sometimes even more so yeah yeah i think a lot of times um and i'll call them little boys uh, but the little boys in the comment sections are are uh saying things simply as a as a um cover up right you you see certain people driving certain cars certain colors and you you wonder what what their insecurities are. So, so when little boys call out girls uh, because they're clearly doing more than them, um, you know it's it's sad because those those ladies have put in the time and effort, and they should be celebrated for the things that they are doing. For you, Robin, what do you want to see uh, in the future for strength training for for ladies? Um, I would want to see girls specifically in uh, strength sports, continue to push their limits and mainly change the idea that being strong is a masculine trait because it can, mm. it goes both ways. Yeah. I just, yeah. No, <laughs> That'd I be love, the main thing. I love thing. that. That's a, that's a great answer. Right. Louis Simmons always, we can, first of all, we can't have a strength podcast and not bring up West Side Barbell. So we're going to do it now. Um, I'm sorry, Louis, that it's taken uh, this long to reference, but, you know, Louis Simmons says strong things don't break, right? Weak things break. So, and he says that strength is never a weakness. So if you're somebody that's strong, um, you know, what, what problem does that possess? You know, if you are physically strong, that presents more 
positive to me than negative, whether you're, you know, a man or a woman. Uh, you know, the other thing that I think about is, uh, you know, I, I, you guys may or may not know that uh, as powerlifters, we have a greater bone density, um, you know, and one of the things that does play uh, women is, is osteo issues, right? Bone issues um, for whatever the ana anatomy and an anatomical reasons are. I'm not a hundred percent in the know on, but um, one of the great benefits about strength training period is the increase in bone density. Okay. So what does that mean? The older you get, right? What happens to your body? If you don't, it, it starts to break down. Uh, so the longer we're strength training at any age, we're going to continue to improve our bone, our bone density, which means we're going to become more injury resistant. So when unfortunate falls happen for older people, those that have strength training and have continued to train are going to be less likely to become severely injured comparative to uh, their counterparts who do not strength train, who maybe just do cardio only and I'm not knocking anybody that does cardio only. That may be all that they can do, but at least they're doing something. But you know, one of the major benefits about strength training in general is, is that increased bone density um, that's going to provide a greater structural uh, body in essence, right? We talk about building a pyramid and you build it from the ground up. Well, your, your bones, um, you know, you're standing on your feet. So stronger feet, stronger leg muscles, stronger leg bones, supporting the rest of your body and, and, and that, that type of stuff. So, you know, I love what you're saying, Robin, about, you know, just being strong period. Uh, and understanding that it's not just a masculine thing that it's a, it's great that a woman would be strong as well. Mm -hmm. Who, Rob, you can go first on this one. Who has, who are some of your inspirational people or, you know, um, I don't want to say motivators because we, we, we talked, um, you know, not on the podcast, but uh, we talked about just in general that motivation comes and goes right there are just days where mm -hmm. you're just gonna have to be disciplined and grind it out but who inspires you to do more to push yourself more um who who can give you that voice of uh reassurance that that what you're doing is a good thing um within like the lifting community there's a lot of strong women that are very inspirational. Personally, I would select Jessica Boutnier. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, she's an insane powerlifter. If such a inspiration, being in her weight class and pulling like weight that, uh, like more than most or many men, <laughs> is just it's really uh, mind blowing. That's very crazy. <laughs> it's really inspiring that with the that thought that you know like i could be there one day yeah i like that and bethany for you um okay well my number one is probably very obvious by now but brian shaw is like probably my number one inspiration he just like he works really hard and he's so humble for what he's accomplished and he never stops training so he it always inspires me like you know he's a lot older than i am doing a lot more stuff heavier stuff than i am so there's no excuse as to why i should be lazy with what i'm doing um my family my friends you coaching and you inspire me because you're always hyping me up and you know uh yeah i think that oh honestly like in the gym lately i've been having a lot of random people they'll come up to me and be like man you're so strong for being so young and like random people and I consider them as inspiration because you know they look at me and they're like oh my god she's so young she lifts a lot 
And so I motivate them. They inspire me. It's kind of like a give and take. So. Yeah, no, I think I appreciate you for, uh, for saying that I inspire you. Both of y'all inspire me. Um, So I, I enjoy seeing this seeing the successes that you, that you've been able to accomplish uh, since we've departed from each other. And I enjoy um, just still being able to be a part of your lives. Um, but I, you know, Bethany, to your point about the random people um, that give you unsolicited assurance um, and to hear that, that they motivate you and then you motivate them. I think that's the greatest thing about strength training and especially at a good gym, right? You know, uh, we're not, we won't name specific gyms. Um, but I, I think we all know, uh, of one of a certain color combination that doesn't provide that kind of, that kind of interaction. And I could be wrong. I've never stepped foot in one. So I guess it's not nice of me to, to say those things, but um, there's something different when you're at a gym that's got dedicated powerlifting and strongman areas, or even if you're at a, a CrossFit box um, because the sense of community is so great. You know, we've all talked about how, this is such an individual sport, but you have a team aspect, whether your team is two people or 12 people or whatever, um, you know, it, it matters because at the end of the day, uh, and the last question that I'll, I'll ask each of you is, uh, the next, to me, the next most important person in terms of training is that training partner. Who do you train with consistently? Um, whether they lift the same as you, they lift them maybe a little bit less than you, but what is, what, what do you need in a training partner? Uh, or what is the benefits of a training partner that, um, you just, you realize, uh, is so vital to your success. Bethany, you can go first on this one. That's a tricky question because sometimes, like most of the time, I prefer to work by myself only because it's hard to find a friend that can, like, I guess, keep up with me, if that makes sense. Because I I mean, you know, that that's a lot of unracking and loading to do. But if I would have to say who I train with every day, I have these two weightlifter friends, um, which is interesting because you know, we didn't, I didn't really know about weightlifting. They didn't know about powerlifting. We actually, we're like best buds now. So we go, all three of us, we go at the same time and we don't necessarily train together, but we like motivate each other. We'll watch each other lift. We'll spot each other. Like we don't train the same thing, but like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I I don't really train with anybody. If I do, it's like, they'll be like, Hey Beth, can I go to the gym with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. But we don't really I've never really trained with, well, I do train with one guy. He's a bodybuilder. His name's Travis. Uh, Robin might know him. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But he's like probably the only person in that gym that's like stronger than me. I'm going to honestly and humbly say that. And like he can tire me out on a workout because I did a leg workout with him one time and I was like, oh no. Mm -mm." Because like powerlifting reps and bodybuilding reps are different things. And so even though I'm strong, my endurance is like nowhere near where his is at. But like, we're both on the same like mentality. We're both never satisfied. We love to push through the pain, that type of stuff. So if I were to like have an ideal training partner, it, it would be him Robin. or another power lifter. Yeah. Uh, so me personally, I really, I don't mind lifting with other people lately. I've been going with the friend and like we kind of just go between reps and all that and it's really fun and it's a lot different from when I was lifting in my garage like just by myself. It's a totally different mindset and definitely a lot easier on my uh, mental health I guess when it comes to lifts. Like 
you know, failing a lift or getting a lift and being encouraged by someone is just so much more relieving than being kind of isolated with myself. And it's, it's just me putting myself down more. So, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Those, I know those are great points. Um, both of y'all. All right. So last, last question might be the hardest or the easiest of the whole night. Um, you have, you know, unlimited, it's a complete hypothetical, unlimited resource, whatever. You're going to build out your garage gym so that you can train, you can have people over to train. What are you putting in your garage gym? Robinson, do you already have a garage gym-ish? I'll let you start, but I know that's, you know, you would love to add some more things to it, I'm sure. Like hurdles, are right? You, are you talking like brands of certain things or what, just kind of like what's in there? I don't either. However you want to answer it. Okay. Um, I guess, well, I'd probably have a, like an ER rack. Well, okay, a TSS rack, whichever, for squat mainly. And then um, a fat pad rogue bench specifically. And... Lots of dumbbells, little little things that will help a lot with accessories, maybe kind of like small machines that are able to fit, you know, in garages. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Maybe some mats, you know, do little stretching and mobility and stuff. And that would, that would be it. And banners, of course, on the wall. <laughs> banners on the wall. <laughs> what about for you, Bethany? Um... I am very like intrigued with Atlas stones. So I feel like I would, that would have to be a must for me to have definitely. Well, probably a combination rack because like you can do multiple stuff with it, but I would want to have a frame for farmers carries. So I know there's one that you told me about. I don't know if it's a combination rack or if there's another name for it, but I know you sent it to me. You're talking about the one from Texas Strength Systems? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a com. Well, it's a combination rack, but not in the sense of a of what you're talking about. It's a combination rack because it can it can be used in a variety of ways, like the farmers carry, frame carry, yoke walks, squat stand. Um, you know, you could lower it and to you lower the 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 hooks to use for bench, but you know, like a combination rack in general would be like the ones where you, where you're typically going to see those at the collegiate level that have the, the stand, the standards. I think that's what they're called is that can be raised up mm. for squat and then drop down for bench. And then you're going to bring in um, pretty much just a flat competition bench with the spotter, uh, steps that's when you know when people talk you know, about though, i'm not really racks. sure if i trust those racks though because they seem very uh like obviously i know they can hold the weight but i'm used to having like a big old <laughs> like rig yeah. around me i guess so i would feel personally i would feel more comfortable but i would definitely want the cast iron plates very old school none of this rubber um dumbbells posters as she said, we have to be decorated. Other than that, I think that's about it. Just like, and probably like a little bit of a grass area, a little mini grass moment, just for the sled work that we're was highly encouraged in this podcast. <laughs> I like it. Well, if those 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 gyms ever come to fruition, I would love to come train there. And if I ever have the opportunity to build out my garage gym. Um, We'll have we'll have several of those items that you mentioned, um, and you guys are welcome to come train uh, with with me. So, well, go ahead, Robin. Oh no, I unmuted. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you guys both kind of shout out your social medias or whatever else you want to shout out real quick before we close out for the night. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Enjoy just being able to talk with you guys. I know we, we text a lot, but just to be able to hear your voices and 
and talk with you. It's been, it's been wonderful. So Robin, I'll let you go first. Um, you know, shout out all your socials or whatever. Um, my main one is just Instagram, which is at Robin Swole. <laughs> all right. Bethany. Okay, guys, you can find me at Beast Mode Bethany G on Instagram. Um, yeah, that's about it. Everything is Bethany Gonzalez, Facebook, Snapchat. You know, add me, DM me, let's go work out. Uh, go to the gym, get your butt in the gym, don't slack. The Hangout with Coach Noonan podcast is a big fan of cookies. I'm excited to announce the podcast now has an official cookie sponsor, Texas Treaties. Texas Treaties is a Dallas based custom cookie company that can design and decorate any shape and color combo you can think of. Not only do they look amazing, they taste great also. Texas Treaties is offering Dallas area listeners a special 10% off promo. Use the code podcast at checkout. Link to order will be in the show notes. If you are in the market for fine men's wear, i.e. suits, shirts, ties, etc., you need to check out Etiquette Dawn. I personally have several pieces from him, and every time I wear them, I feel confident, well-dressed, and I receive many compliments. Etiquette Dawn is a truly custom apparel company that will have you look, looking like a sharp-dressed man. Check out www.etiquettedawncustomapparel.com for more information. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and TikTok at Etiquette Dawn as well. All coaches have their go-to drink for waking up and getting their energy boosted. For me, that's coffee. I prefer black coffee, so that means buying high-quality beans so that I can grind and brew them at home and enjoy my cups of happiness. Viking Coffee is my go-to company for a monthly subscription of great variety of beans that produce excellent cups time after time. Podcast listeners, use the code COFFEEWITHNOONAN, all one word, for a 10% discount off. Check out www.vikingcoffeeco.com for more details and to order the official coffee of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast. Drink coffee, work hard.